0: McGregor versus Paria three is all set for UFC 264. Every punch, kick, and knockout means so much more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all customers a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advanced takedowns and more. There is no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for shots at millions of dollars in total prizes. Plus don't forget about basketball and hockey and baseball where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs throughout the week. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. So you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. It's McGregor versus Poirier rubber match. Get in on the action. Now download the DraftKings app and use promo code THPN for your shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code THPN to get shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings.com. As your ability research applies, see DraftKings.com for details.
1: You are now tuned in to the, the Windy, Windy City, City Benders, Benders Podcast. This is WCBP.
0: All right. It's another edition of the WCB Podcast presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. We're back after, we'll call it a little bit of a 4th of July vacation. Um, coming at you a little bit later than normal, but, you know, it works out. The cup has been handed out. Got some more stuff to talk about. Little uh, little off season preview, maybe I don't know. What are you thinking, Tanner?
1: Yeah, tons of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be good.
0: Um, yeah, so we'll uh, we'll get going. Um, some big things came out of Chicago last week. Um, of course, after we record, just how it always works. But um, which one? Let's we'll start with Taves. Yeah. Um, so for the first time in over a year, Jonathan Tate spoke with the media. I don't even say he was saying, but speaking with media. He he released a video on the Blackhawks. No, it was his his Twitter account. Yes. Um,
1: it was his personal.
0: Yeah, basically talking about what was going on within the last year, showed him on the ice, which first off, seeing him on the ice again, that, that didn't get you going. I don't know what will um, it was great seeing him skating, even if it was just like, you know, a little fuck around sick and puck type of style skating. Um, but end up saying that what he was dealing with the past year was a chronic immune response syndrome. Um, so let me read the, the quote that I have here, basically talking, this quote about it. Um, so what they're calling it is a chronic immune response syndrome where I couldn't re- quite recover. And my immune system was just reacting to everything Any kind of stress, anything that I would do throughout the day, it was always that kind of a stress response. So it took some time. That was really frustrating part, not knowing when or how I was going to get over the hump. Um, So, first, got to say, is that's great news compared to the rumors that were floating out there uh, about what it could possibly be. Yeah. Um, It's very treatable kind of thing. It's just kind of, you got to kind of just, deal with it um
1: really glad it's only like a season that was lost and not the rest of the career or his life like could have been yeah (laughs) i didn't even think that hard (laughs) (laughs)
0: god damn man so yeah there was going that he did say that he has all intentions of playing next season for the hawks which will be a huge addition um getting the captain back in the lineup Um, there was one thing that he ended up doing a little, uh, interview with Laz, um, on the athletic. And there was one thing that was kind of taken out of there that I thought was kind of really interesting. And he kind of put, um, put some answers to what some fans had questions about, um, kind of regarding the last game against Vegas in the playoffs in the bubble. Uh, he didn't see the ice for the last 82 seconds of the game, and uh, everybody was kind of wondering what was going on. Everybody was kind of blaming Colleton, Um, that he didn't know what he was doing by not putting Taves out there. Um, and he really said, what he goes said it to Elaz was, I actually thanked him for taking the flack in that situation because he was criticized for not having me out there. Uh, when the truth was, I was sitting there just staring at the ground on the bench with no desire or no real ability to move my back. I had, he had my back there and I was toast um, that right there too. I know there's a, still a lot of Carlton haters, but I mean, that's a player's coach. Yeah, man. He's, he's stepping up for the players and you know, he's taking the worst of it so that the captain Jonathan Taze, I don't think he would do it for any of his players though, that they can not have to deal with having to explain themselves. And you know, especially in a situation like this for Taze.
1: Yeah, it just with the whole way the last year went down too, and for him to have that like the chronic immune disease or what was it? Uh, it.
0: Immune response syndrome.
1: Yeah, and like with the way that the NHL is always so hush hush about like upper body injury. That's what it was basically. <laughs> like, so basically upper body injury in the NHL, but it's it's just always speculation, and it's it's tough because of like what we all went through in the past year and like everybody thinks it's COVID. And then everybody thinks it's something else. Everyone wants to be the one to be right on what's going on. And it's just like really glad he was able to just kind of be left alone to like get himself back in order.
0: If I'm remembering correctly, didn't he say he did have COVID? Yeah. And he was very cautious about throwing that out there because he didn't want it to just get lumped in to, you know, people just assuming like, you know, it's just the COVID or the kind of thing like that. And I, I, I can't remember exactly what his wording on that was, but um, it was great. It was great hearing from him. It was great seeing him on the ice. He didn't owe that to anybody. He didn't have right. to do that. If he came back next year, with not even acknowledging what happened, like he came back, like he didn't have missed a beat. I would have been fine with that. It's his, right. um, but yeah, so it's, it's great to see the captain back addition by addition. Let's go.
1: Yeah. I just, I think it, the timing of it is very, yeah, very like, mm, yeah. Okay. I mean clearly it's not just like an announcement that he's coming back like it was a whole edited video with like clips from him on ice and like doing all sorts of other things and it's like I wonder how long maybe the hawks had been just kind of holding that in their pocket because of all the bad news that's been coming out lately to and be that, like that is so shitty if that's that's got to, I mean there's no way that like Like, they they literally had to have this footage already. Like, this wasn't just made that day, and it was like, hey, like, I'm feeling great. This was me on the ice an hour ago. Like, this is me in the weight room, like, feeling better. And, like, it's just like, (laughs) all right, I think we're at the lowest point right now. Let's fucking hit him with the captains coming back shit, and then uh, we'll we'll be okay. Like, we'll deflect now. It's
0: such a Stan Bowman move to do that kind of thing,
1: too. Like... Yeah. I mean, I don't like you always blame everything on Stan Bowman, but I'm just like, it's just a huge PR thing. Like that's what, that's the whole deal of it. And like, whoever's making the decisions, whether it is Bowman or not, it's just, I, I just think it's the timing of it is very like, okay, we got to put this out now because there's a lot of bad shit going on right now. And it's, it's like, okay. Like, I'm really glad Taze is coming back and like, we get that great news, but it's like, Let's not forget about all the allegations that are going on.
0: I wonder if, too, like, you said how long are they sitting on this? Yeah. Do you think, like, once it started, like, leaking out that all these allegations were coming out, that they were like, hey, Taze, how you feeling? Yeah. Do, do um, you do you mind making a video? I know you are you were yeah. just going to talk to press and all that, but do you think you can make this, like, really, like awesome video like you know we'll, we'll hook you we up with blackhawk tv and got some
1: clips we got some clips of you on the ice you mind uh we'll uh sit you down in front of a camera and you'll give a little statement about how you're coming back he's, <laughs> he's like yeah anything for the boys <laughs> 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 anything for the team so he also well,
0: since we're kind of talking about the allegations and all that it's true you know, yeah that's know where in, you're going yeah in the last article um he mentioned that people saying that everybody knew about this. He says that it that's not true. He said that if people knew about it, it didn't get around to everybody until later on. He said that he personally didn't hear about it until training camp. The following season was when yeah. he was, it was truly brought to light to him. Um, so it's, it's really interesting and, and you have to start taking that, all that kind of stuff with a grain of salt. When people start right. talking about when they knew something or, this happened there, or this is who it is, or blah, blah, blah. You got to take that all with a grain of salt. You just look at one of the people that's talking about knowing everybody knew about it and they know everything about it, was also the same person that was saying that Taze had ALS.
1: Yeah. Like, it's,
0: you can't, as much as everybody wants to know what happened, who, when it happened, on when does everybody know about this, blah, 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 you got to let it play out. Like, you have to let this investigation do its job.
1: Which, yeah. I mean, since there's outside investigators, like, it's going to come out no matter what, on like what really happened. And that, at that point, we can actually talk about it. And it's no longer like, like he said, he said, he said this, he said that, like, this is what happened. This is what happened. Um, I,
0: I kind of, I definitely lean. I don't know, it's just my bias because I'm such a Taves guy, but I, I definitely believe him. I don't think he would put himself in a situation where it's like, he, oh, he's lying about something like that. I think that if if he didn't know up until that point where he's saying he knew, I can believe that. I mean, he's a guy that was a core member of that. And if, if a core guy of that team didn't, didn't hear something like that or says he didn't know them, you got to kind of believe it.
1: Maybe. Um, I'd like to. I'd like to believe that. But, I mean, personally, I don't know him at all. Right. And,
0: And that's what I I said. I just
1: just idolize him as being a great captain on the team, and I just take that as like who he is as a a person, which I I usually tend to believe is like a great representation of somebody. Like you can tell, like like we always say, like the nicest guys on on like off the ice end up being the the fucking goons on the ice, right? So, like you want to believe that they're like the greatest people, but like not everybody is. And it, I'm saying that Taves isn't, I'm just saying like, I'd like to believe that that's completely true. Yeah.
0: I know from my personal experience dealing with like being around Taves and all that, I think he's a genuine guy. I think yeah. of the few people that you can say like, Oh, he's such an amazing person on the ice and all that kind of stuff and a great leader and all that. I think he's one you can chalk up as who he is on the ice as who he is who he's off the ice and yeah. all that. But no, like you said, yeah, I totally agree with you. Said you don't always know these people, we just know them as these amazing guys that we watch and you know idolize as for their
1: hockey ability. So, yeah, call them, call them by their first name every once in a while because yeah. you're really your friends, but you don't really know each other <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Only when you're mad, like yeah. you miss out on a breakaway. Come on, Jonathan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, like you're so, bad. you're talking about your favorite meme about like the, what was the <laughs> yeah,
1: no, it's the uh, the, the Flex Seal, the Flex Seal beam of uh, the big tank of water leaking out and it's the sexual allegations. And then the next shot is the Flex Seal guy with the Flex Seal in his hand slapping the, slapping the cover on it. It just says, Jonathan Taze is coming back. <laughs> it's just what's so even, fucking good.
0: What's funnier about that, though, is as soon as that happens, they think things are good right now. The Flex Seal starts coming off a little bit, starts leaking again. Um, because literally I think the same day Taves talked about you know coming back and all that. Elliot was Elliot Friedman, Redman, Friedman, Friedman tweets out that there's rumblings that the Chicago Blackhawks and Duncan Keith are working on a trade out of Chicago. And this just sent everybody in Chicago like in an emotional roller coaster,
1: like sexual allegation. Oh no, Jonathan the coming back. Oh no, Duncan Keith's leaving, up and down, up and down. Oh, dude, I went from I went down on alleg- sexual allegations up. Jonathan Taze is coming back, and then I just stayed there. I was like, Hey, I'm, the- I'm okay with moving on from Keith because I, as much as I believe like he should retire here, I still think it's better at this point to get his five point whatever cap off five the 25. books, 5.5 5 off the books at 37 years old. He'll, right? be
0: 38, he'll be 38 either this month or in August. He'll be 38.
1: With all of the experience that we – or all the young blue liners that we have that need to get this ice time that he keeps to him they, – like, they keep giving to him. And it's just, like, if we can get a fourth rounder, like, great. If we don't have to retain any of the cap, even better.
0: Okay, so first, we'll, we'll get into that in a second. So, basically – he wants uh, it, saying he wants to leave and all that kind of stuff is, is kind of not doing justice for the actual situation. He wants to move closer to where his son is. Right. Um. He wants this last year. Um. It was said it was really hard on him because he didn't get to see his, his son at all, at all, if, if at all,
1: yeah, because his um, son is in Canada.
0: Yeah, so the restrictions and all that kind of stuff, and the yeah, he wasn't the able to travel. go to
1: Canada, and the kid, so kid's not able to leave.
0: It was tough. It was saying that he wants to basically go to Western Canada or the Pacific Northwest. So automatically, there's three, t- two teams that come to mind with that is Vancouver and Seattle. Edmonton's getting tossed in there. Um, right now, they're looking as the favorite.
1: Yeah, they're the um, front runners. And honestly, I think Edmonton makes them kind of the most sense.
0: They do and they don't.
1: Yes, both both ways. <laughs> yeah.
0: It makes sense because they're a team that needs the defense, and he is a guy that can. They
1: need um, leadership like leadership. crazy. Yeah,
0: that can come in and you know mentor some of their younger guys that can that can come up. It's like Edmonton sees him for what he really is. He's not a top guy anymore. He is a second or third pairing defenseman who can come in, teach the kids younger guys, what they need to know to get them, evaluate them to their next position, next level. I know you, I said Ethan pa- Ethan bear learning from Duncan Keith would be unreal. Yeah. I, you said he might be selected in the expansion draft.
1: I I think that they're looking at um, protecting him now.
0: Oh, okay. So, I mean, dude, I'm saying, if they can get it, you think that's, that's one of
1: the things that like they're holding off on this trade now too, is because of the expansion draft. Because I mean if they trade for Duncan Keith, then it's like now that's a, a spot that they can't use to protect somebody. Um and I think it's I think they're looking at like Darnell Nurse, Ethan Bear, and Adam Larson. I wish wait. Oh shit. Is there um I'm, I'm, is there like a exempt list or anything that we that they have on like Cat Friendly or anything like that? I think
0: they do. I don't remember where it's at.
1: Um damn, I wish I could remember cuz I thought that there was somewhere some sort of expansion like who's protected, who needs to be protected, whatever. But yeah, that's the that's the whole thing. I think honestly like if the Hawks were able to get Keith to just even waive his no-move clause and then leave him unprotected and then if Seattle wants to take them, like cool, but I don't know if they really would.
0: Well, I, right now, so the right now the two front runners are the Oilers and Seattle. They're the like the one two. Vancouver was talked about, but it doesn't really make sense for their cap situation.
1: Um, right, and they are really good at taking bad contracts, though. And they have to worry about
0: signing a lot of big guys.
1: Um, <laughs> Unless, like, the only thing that would make sense for Vancouver would be a trade of like a bad con or like one of their bad contracts for Duncan Keith. But say and then and- they might even have to add though, too. Baker would have to sweeten the pot. Like if we took on like the last year of like Louis Erickson at 4.875. They have to resign. They have to think about a contract for they need Quinn Hughes to get a con they needed to give him a contract. Like that's the big one, I think.
0: Yeah. And then Brock is up next year. Oh yeah. And it's still, it's tough too, because it's like, you can't even, you have to almost only plan for next season because you still don't know when the cap's going up. So it's like, you're gonna, This is, well, not
1: if, not if you're Minnesota, you just go eight year deals, John yeah. Joel Harrison. Act. stupid,
0: like that was <laughs> a good deal, though, for them.
1: Yeah, um,
0: so yeah, Vancouver doesn't really make too much sense. Calgary, I heard, has no interest in him.
1: Yeah, if you're Calgary, I don't see why. Yeah, um,
0: Winnipeg, it people kind of connected him to Winnipeg just because that's where he's from, he's from that area.
1: But Isn't Winni- Winnipeg's not really considered like Western Canada, but everybody's like, yeah. I forgot what I saw it online, but they're like, yeah. Every time Western Canada gets brought up, Winnipeg's like, oh yeah, us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're part of that, right? He,
0: uh, yeah, he just it wouldn't make sense there, and I don't know. I can't see the Hawks trade him to Winnipeg. So it really yeah. comes down to Vancouver, or sorry, Edmonton and Seattle. Uh, yeah. NHL, so NHL insider Brian Lawden was talking with the Oilers podcast or like Oilers account. Some I don't, didn't look too much into it, but mm. um, he says basically the Hawks to make this deal happen, they're going to need to either retain between thirty and fifty percent of Keith's salary, yeah, and on top of that, they need to either retain and or take on James Neal's contract.
1: Fuck that. Um, I
0: would rather them expose him in the draft and yeah. draft, and we get nothing.
1: Well, I mean, there's not even a guarantee that he would get taken by Seattle on the expansion draft. Exactly. Um, the other thing too, was like Duncan Keith hit and on his contract. The real dollars that he's owed is only 3.6 million over the next two years. Even though he's got a 5.5 like cap hit. That sounds a lot like Ottawa territory. <laughs> They love those, but <laughs> I don't think I don't
0: like even think about fucking Ottawa.
1: Ottawa's not Western Canada. That's no, why I it's not like, brought up.
0: I'm thinking of all the Canadian teams and Ottawa doesn't even come to my mind.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Forgotten Canadian team.
0: And like Toronto, just no.
1: <laughs> yeah. Toronto would never be able to fit that cap. We'd have to like that would have to be like a four team deal of everybody taking fifty percent off of Keith's deal <laughs> in order for Toronto to get him at like a um, like eight hundred thousand <laughs> dollars.
0: Thirty one teams would have to take on at least fifty percent of Keith's contract. So essentially, Keith is getting paid by every single team in the league for it to work on Toronto.
1: That'd be hilarious. I don't know. They'd have to give up everything. Um, yeah. Uh, I just I think I think him going to Edmonton makes the most sense. I, if like somehow, maybe they work out a deal with Seattle to take him, because I don't know. Like if I'm Seattle, I don't I wouldn't really go with with Keith as the expansion draft pick.
0: I could see them going for Keith just to have like same reason Edmonton would need that leadership. I don't think that it's a bad idea to have that They're being, everybody's it's trying to talk about like, Oh, this old player, this bad contract for Seattle, Seattle, they can't come do that completely for every team, but I can see Seattle. I don't see it being a bad move for Seattle to take Keith. It's a good, good leadership guy, good defenseman. You know, he knows how to win and all that kind of stuff. It's, it would be a great start. And I think it's, you also got to think about it, like the marketable side of it, too. And he's a good guy to market around, like, you know, oh, three time Stanley Cup champion, you know, last hurrah, kind of like trying to prove it that he can still play and hang in there, kind of thing. Like, it's yeah. not a bad storyline for Seattle to take him.
1: True. I mean, yeah, like, I'm not, I don't have a problem if they end up exposing him and we get nothing for it. What? What we get for it is $5.5 million in cap space that we can then turn into, hopefully, like a Seth Jones or a Dougie Hamilton. Hawks are out on Eichel, which, lame. (laughs) Are they officially out? I'm pretty sure. I haven't seen any news about it lately. (laughs) Have you seen any Eichel news, though? No, but, I mean... that's going to change. I think we're going to start... Well, well, what, what happened is, recently... The the Hawks have come out, and Bowman said that, like, Debrinkit and Doc are untouchable. Good. And so if it was going to be an Eichel deal, it would have, like, the, Doc would have been the centerpiece. I mean, if there's still an Eichel deal, at this point, it would be Lucas Reichel as, like, probably the centerpiece then. So I think that makes the most sense.
0: And that's, like, uh, do you you take the chance and flip in a guy that could possibly be a great player for somebody who, you know, or like, I don't know, like, damned if you do, damned if you don't, I think in that
1: situation. Yeah. It's, do you want to take on $10 million, which we could if we get rid of Keith. (laughs) It's it all can work out, but I, yeah, I think that they're probably just done on the Eichel business Um, and once Keith moves, because like if he's requested a trade, I think he deserves to get that request like granted. He's been (laughs) with the team for almost 20 years at this point, yeah. And he
0: was drafted two years before Toronto's last playoff series win, (laughs) yeah. That's pretty great. That is amazing. Um, so what, okay, so what. Would you? What kind of return do you would you want for Duncan Keith? If say he goes to Edmonton,
1: cap space. That's it. That's it. So you I would, don't, take I would. I would. David hopefully not down. take on. How much? Wait. What does James Neal even have left? I think it's like five something. I think it would almost be a wash. No, I mean like how many years? Oh. Oh, he's got. Two, he's got five point seven five, like on a two-year deal. Fuck that. They want to do
0: that. They want to do that. Then they're gonna have to t- Sweden more. We're not moving a guy for a bigger c- cap hit. Would we even use James Neal? Like, no, why? I don't. We don't need a. J- we don't need James Neal. <laughs> no. We
1: need. They have there's 16 million in cap space, and they need to sign. I don't know Dominic Cahoon. It's like a big one. They already, I think they're not going to re-sign Tyson Berry, but they need to re-sign Adam Larson.
0: Yeah, they're done with Tyson Berry. I think they said that they're focusing on re Adam Larson. Yeah. Um, no, so we don't need James Neal. The Hawks need to move Key's contract, get that cap space. Then they need to go after Seth Jones and or Dougie Hamilton. And Zach Hyman, and then bringing uh, Corey Perry in for the the, the host of style, what we talked about in our group chat.
1: Oh yeah, Corey Perry gets it third year in a row, make it to the Stanley Cup Finals, and then actually win it. Then, yeah. But, well, I that means get, that means we'll have to play Tampa Bay though. He only plays Tampa Bay in the final. Oh yeah. But it'd be really funny if that's who Anaheim beat, <laughs> like like back when he won it the first time. He only plays Tampa Bay in the final. Who did they beat? New Jersey? They beat uh, Ottawa. Wow. I've yeah, that was – I think be- it was uh, – Hashik was on the team. That
0: was and like man. his rookie year, right?
1: Hashik? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I – Maybe. Somewhere.
0: Really early on. Is it like
1: 06 – it was something like that. No, because he was a uh, wasn't he in the 03 draft? Um, oh baby, just getting all this stuff. It, it, I know. I don't think they were. It was O seven. They weren't. Um, yeah, it wasn't their rookie years? I don't think. Oh, it was early on though. They were. They were yeah, early. they were young. They were the the new guys on the block. But, yeah. Fun shit. Yeah, Keith, where do you want him to go? (laughs) Edmonton or Seattle?
0: Oh, some of Seattle. I'd like that. I I think that'd be cool.
1: Honestly, like, I think he'd be more beneficial towards Edmonton. Yeah. Just leadership-wise. But, yeah, like you said, I think it would be cool to see him in Seattle, though, too.
0: And then, you know, worst comes to worst. You want to pick up a Seattle jersey, boom! Keith, there you yeah, go. If
1: you're, if you're a big Duncan Keith fan, you get that sweet new Seattle jersey with his name on it. You nice used to get a Seattle jersey. Hey, former Hawk, why not? Let's do it. I wonder who else. I can't wait to see that expansion draft.
0: It's gonna be so excited. Well, yeah, anything I else? I Hawk talk. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, I think. In the next couple episodes, we'll start kind of getting into like we'll do a little draft preview and all that kind of stuff. To see who uh, possible guys that could fall around eleven, what to do, what could do, and all that kind of stuff. What they're looking at, and I think we should start kind of maybe talk about you know building a roster for next year, see free agents targets, and all that kind of stuff.
1: Alex Ovechkin. Yeah. <laughs> Um also real quick now that like Keith's probably gonna be out, uh who are the guaranteed alternate captains?
0: Because
1: Taves is coming back, so you don't need three A's or four A's. I don't even know what they did. Taves Kane to bring it. Huh?
0: Taves Kane to
1: bring it You think that's what it is? You're not gonna be Taves Kane Murphy.
0: What else he might not be there?
1: You don't think Murphy's going to be there if he gets if
0: Keith gets traded at Edmonton. I don't know. I I think Murphy. It depends on who they how they pr- do the protection for the expansion draft. I think if Murphy's left exposed, he'll.
1: I don't think Murphy's going to be left exposed. I know. I'm just saying though, because there's like those are the three. All right. It's going to be Taves, Kane, Seth Jones.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Taves, Taves, Kane, Eichel. <laughs>
1: I mean, honestly, just make Eichel the captain. <laughs> That'd be, oh, Jesus, hilarious. Um, yeah, nothing else for the Hawks, though, now.
0: All right, well, talking with these fans, Jeff, real quick. We will know who's protected and who's not protected. Uh, July 17th at 4 p.m. Eastern time is the deadline for the teams to submit their protected list.
1: Oh, boy, that's a little over a week away. Yeah. So.
0: It's a day after two of Keith's birthday.
1: So, Ooh, that's birthday
0: to Keith, you're being exposed.
1: <laughs> it's also, that's I forgot about this. It's, gonna, it's the time where, like when Vegas had it, when the players find out if they're protected or not, and the ones that get snubbed from being protected are fucking pissed at their team. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, you better hope that, like, they don't have a good season and then just be like, fuck you, I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: um, yeah, so a couple key dates right now. Um, when this is out, the buyout period has officially started for for teams. Um, it was 24 hours after the couple's awarded, which we all know was awarded on Wednesday Wednesday night, um, July 17th. Like I said, is the protected deadline. Um, July 23rd. I'm sorry, July 21st is the expansion draft. Um, July 22nd. The freeze on trades and waiver moves is lifted at 12 p.m. When does that freeze start? I'm assuming the
1: 17th. I don't know. I, I think can trade at any time,
0: well, no, because the expansion draft. So once, like, the oh. I think like you can't make trades or anything like that you have to fuck with your roster. So oh, okay. I think so, there's going to probably be a fury of moves like trades and all that happening between now and the 16th or that. 17th. Yeah deadline to try to get their rosters all set um
1: for the expansion draft yeah yeah, so
0: that thursday is when you guys
1: you'll hear about whatever moves that like are going to be made with seattle too yeah future considerations
0: and and seattle's allowed to make moves that entire time like they don't have the free the trade
1: freeze so that's the only yeah well they don't have any like right so so teams are only allowed to trade with seattle correct okay they don't have like any players So. Right. So
0: it's essentially them making moves about whether who to protect and who who
1: to take and all that kind of stuff. You know, what I completely forgot. Does Seattle have the second overall pick. Yeah? Okay. So what if they just fucking trade the second overall pick? Seattle <laughs> comes in and just right away just makes a slash Jack Eichel you're coming you're coming to Seattle. See um,
0: Buffalo goes one two.
1: Yeah. You get both guys from Michigan.
0: Well, okay. So real quick, I'm gonna run through the dates and then something else. Um first round of the drafts, July 23rd. Monday, July 26th is the last day to submit qualifying offers um to restricted free agents. The Hawks have six RFAs that will need contracts. Uh Suter, Hagel, Gaudet, Camp, Neilander, and uh Zadorov or Zadorov. Zadorov. Um, and then July 28th is when free agency opens. Um, so yeah, a lot, a lot of fury coming up in the next couple of weeks, but back to Buffalo, there is reports that powers is leaning towards not going pro and playing another, at least one more year at Michigan.
1: Right. I said that before.
0: No, so I know. So it's like, it's becoming more like a reality of that happening. Does that fuck with the draft? Does oh, Buffalo does, pass does, on him? Do teams pass on him? Does he fall to 11 in the hearts? Take him,
1: man. Does he fall to 11? No, <laughs> no, 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 I feel like he, <laughs> like he goes to meet with Buffalo. And they're like, yeah, oh, we're, thinking about, we're, we're thinking about taking you like first overall. He goes, I'm thinking about playing college for another year, um, maybe two, maybe three. And they go, all right, maybe we won't take you first overall. I was like, all right, that's up to you guys. Seattle comes knocking yeah, I mean, if you're available at two, we'll take you. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm thinking about making it to jump to the NHL right away. (laughs) Just like, just fucking fuck you, Buffalo. It's funny
0: that you say that too, but he says that Buffalo is one of the only teams that hasn't reached out to him yet.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I thought that I saw somewhere that uh, they were meeting with him or I heard it on like NHL uh, on XM radio. Maybe it changed in the last time when I saw that report. It was like last night I
0: heard it. Oh, okay. So yeah, this was like end end of last week. It was saying that Powers hasn't even talked to Buffalo yet, and he has he hasn't heard anything like when he possibly
1: could. That's funny. Where do you go, Buffalo? Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, Oh, I was gonna Buffalo. say we were when we were speaking about like trades and everything. We there was a trade that happened during the Stanley Cup Finals. Or final, I mean, Victor Arvidsson made his way over to LA for a second and third rounder, or a second rounder this year and a third rounder next year. LA like, who's them. I think, yeah, they got a pretty good deal on that. Um, Sarvidsson, how long does he's got? Three years left on his deal as well. It's like that's it's not too shabby. Good savvy. player. Yeah. It, if the end of LA ends up getting Eichel somehow, I just want to know where Eichel's going. That's really it. that's really it. Like, I hype myself up into like, and like being an Eichel guy just just for the trade. Then I don't care anymore.
0: <laughs> In 50 games this past year, he had 25 points. In 57 the previous year, he had 28 points. 58 games the year before that, 48 points. He has a hard time staying healthy.
1: Yeah. He's not that big of a guy, so I can see I can see but why.
0: Then, so his two his top season was a tie for 16-17, 17-18 for 61 points. He's a Tanner 30 for 30 guy.
1: That's fucking right. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the the in 2018-2019, he had 34 goals and 14 assists. It's like he just forgot to pass the puck that year. <laughs> But, I mean, L.A., I feel like L.A. is, like, quietly doing a good job at making themselves better.
0: They are – I think they're going to be a team that is going to sneak up on play people next season. Um. You also have oh, – who did they draft last sure year? I always forget his name.
1: Oh, um, Quentin like Byfield. Yeah, Quentin Byfield.
0: You got Alex Turcock. Yeah. There. I forgot they have Turcock, too. Yeah, they they're also being linked to Eichel. They're also being linked to Seth Jones. Like, if they can make some moves, they have fourteen True. million projected projected space as of right now.
1: They're also and, locked into Drew Doughty for. And they while. only
0: have they only have three guys they need to resign. That are RFAs in but,
1: their RFAs, yeah. So yeah, they basi- they can basically return with the same team. Yeah. And add. They don't honestly, like Andre's on like Athanasio, like he's that kind of player that's been just bounced around already, like so much. And he's only 26. Like if they didn't want to sign him, that's that's even more cap space to go after whatever free agents they want this year too.
0: He's a guy that you could package in, you know, a trade for, for Jones or something like that. Like he would be a nice little, little add on piece for it.
1: Jesus. Yeah, LA is like setting them, like I said, they're setting themselves up pretty good. They got a young team. Out of their forward core, majority of them are under 20 26. There's only four guys that are over the age of 26.
0: Opatar, Dustin Brown.
1: Yeah, they're the only, those are the only two guys over the age of 30. That bring They bring their average age up with their forward core up, like, a lot because they're 33 and 36, and that makes their forward core 25.8, like, average age. Dustin Brown's last year.
0: This deal is this upcoming season. They got Colpitar three more years at $10 million.
1: Do you think they re-sign Dustin Brown next year, or do you think he's retiring? Oh, if he resigns, it's got to be cheap. Yeah. He's a guy that, too. Like, there's certain guys that's, like, I just can't
0: picture them on somewhere, somewhere else
1: like right.
0: he's one of them like i just i can't picture him
1: playing anywhere else it's yeah going back to like Duncan keith like that's kind of it's going to be weird to yeah. see him wearing something else too
0: it's funny the, the amount of times playing nhl and i would trade keith to get that cap <laughs> thing and it's like you think i'd be used to like you know him in another jersey but it's like weird that's
1: yeah because it's not real life oh um yeah so that's what uh, one of the things i was talking about is like i saw online too like people didn't understand that you can always make trades like throughout the year and it's like what's the trade deadline well the trade deadline is the last day you can trade players and then they'll still be eligible for the playoffs right you can completely if you wanted to make trades after the trade deadline it's just whoever you acquire is no longer available for the playoff run that you have correct um and then trade rumors of, about Tarasenko. Yes. As well, so that's yeah. something that I, I didn't write down and just thought of.
0: <laughs> yeah, same here. <laughs> so he is reportedly uh, demanded a trade out of St. Louis because he's unhappy with how the organization handled his two surgeries of his, his uh, shoulder surgery.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I know. I didn't really follow St. Louis news. So
0: he, yeah, I know he was out for issues, but yeah, it was because he's not happy how the team handled it. So he wants, he wants gone.
1: He's only 29 years old, two years left at 7.5. I mean, we, we know he's a good fucking player. It's just he hasn't really had gotten to play many games the last like couple seasons. Yeah. And then the
0: bubble and all that. Like he came. He, he was having a decent year this year before he got hurt again.
1: Yeah, 14 points in 24 games. He came back, or he played playoffs, had two goals in four games. Like, if you go back to, like, his last close to full year, which was 2018-2019, he had 68 points in 76 games, 35, 33 goals, 35 assists, and 17 points in 26 playoff games. Like, it's a player you fucking want on your team. All right, so what's it gonna to take to get him to Chicago? <laughs> way too much. There's no way that St. Louis would make a trade with Chicago sending Tarasenko here. And he has a full no trade clause, so he really
0: is kind of fucking with St. Louis too, because they can go and try to just dump him off somewhere and he could be like, Nope.
1: Yeah. The, is it like he gets to demand like where he wants to go? so pretty much it's just like the modified no trade clauses are awesome. just like oh like 10 teams that you can't send me to but like he can it, i think he has the same kind of deal with like as like ekman larson
0: oh no okay so no trade clause he has to submit a 15 team no
1: trade list oh okay are you sure oh no that might just be a Braden shen thing. that's just Braden shen And his his no-trade clause doesn't start till 2025. Like, Tarasenko, it just says no-trade clause. (laughs) I wonder where he'll end up. That's another thing. What if him and Eichel end up in the same place?
0: I think it might be that might be it, because I'm looking at Justin Falk and uh, Tori Krug, and they have the same thing for it, saying, like, starting this date, they must submit a 15-team no-trade list.
1: I think yeah, is it full, just a fifteen? Is it just a fifteen team? No, that's what the no trade clause is.
0: Yeah, I think a full no movement clause. A no movement clauses. You have complete say. All right. Because um, that's, that's what the Hawks give out like a Halloween candy. It's
1: true. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at Bennington's no trade clause because it's that's a that's a doozy. In 20 2024-25, 20, player submits an 18-team no trade clause list. In 25-26, player submits a 14-team no trade clause list. In 26-27, player submits a 10-team no trade list. See, I think I think the no trade clauses are all like different.
0: Yeah, because I'm looking at so I'm on the Hawks page Siebs. So from 2016-2017 to 21-22, he has a full no movement clause. Um a modified no no trade clause submits a five-team trade list in 22-23, and then in 23-24, he would submit a 10-team trade list.
1: Yeah. See, when it says it says full no movement clause, I'm pretty it's like that's what Jonathan Taves has. His is just no move clause. Yeah. So that's why I think Tarasenko is legit, like no trade clause. Like it's not like a a a special a special like only a certain amount of teams and like everything like that. It's like no trade clause. Like he gets to veto any trade that they throw out that he doesn't like. That's what it seems like. That's what yeah. that's what I'm that's what I'm getting from the the old cap friendly website here.
0: That's uh yeah there's probably oh here no trade clause. Oh wait no that's how you sort it out. Never mind. <laughs>
1: We're all learning together.
0: I will say there's got to be like an explanation somewhere, but yeah, if you know if you know what the f- full details are, let us know. But So, let's wrap this up with a little Stanley Cup talk.
1: Oh, did that happen recently? Yeah.
0: Fucking snooze fest in my opinion.
1: <laughs> Tampa Bay wins
0: 4 games to 1.
1: Yeah, I mean, the
0: post-game stuff was more entertaining to me in after the the cup was went.
1: Handed. I wish there was more drama during the games, like more back and forth. It was a lot of just like, Oh, Tampa's up. Looks like they're going to win. The like,
0: only time Montreal led the series is the, was when they won. Like they, yeah. they scored the first goal game four. that was the first time they led the series. Yeah. And then after that, that was it. Like, they, yeah, they won the game, but then nothing. Basileski, fifth consecutive series clinching game shutout.
1: Not consecutive or consecutive series, not consecutive game. That's what it was because because he didn't get a shutout game four. Um, Last five
0: series he's played in, the the clinching game, he's gotten a shutout.
1: Yeah. I bet their mayor's really happy that they won it on home. Oh my God. Could you like, I saw that and I'm like,
0: this would be the greatest mush of all time. Oh my god! <laughs> Could you imagine, like, if they lost Game Five? Like, she's probably like sitting there, like, "Oh shit! Oh shit!"
1: <laughs> I hope they lose Game Six so they go back on home ice. Game Seven doubles down. Oh yeah! I would like that's the one thing that I, I was missing from this series. It's like there's no like, it wasn't really as exciting because there wasn't enough enough scoring. <laughs> that's it. Like, you want. They want to like get scoring up, but like, I mean, it's usually exciting. It's just not when you know one team's going to win.
0: I just, yeah, it's, it felt very NBA esque. Like, yeah, it was on paper. You knew who was going to win. It was just how fast were they going to win?
1: Yeah. I mean, watching Tampa Bay win as well was just like all the shots are from the outside. <laughs> like, every Montreal shot is like, coming from around uh, like non-danger areas. Yeah. I just, I know you probably, you,
0: I know you disagree with me. I think I'm trying to think the last time, like it was this boring of a final.
1: Like I,
0: I had zero interest in this. Like, Yeah.
1: I think that's the other, other reason too. It was an Eastern conference team versus an Eastern conference team in the Stanley Cup final, which I thought would be, like, pretty cool. But it's the it's probably the best team in the NHL versus the, the last team to make it to the playoffs.
0: Hey, you thought, yeah, you thought it was going to be good, and then they go and just get their dicks kicked in game one, 5-1. One, and I was just like, oh, this is how it's going to go. And then it was 3-1 the next game, and 6-3 the game three. And then it was like, all right, just fucking lose. Let's end this. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but Pat Pat Maroon comes a three time. Back Santa to back,
1: back to back. Yeah. It's Unreal. Unreal. You know, <laughs> Just the just the the total guy that deserves it. <laughs>
0: Basileski gets the con Smythe. Um Kucherov in the post-game news conference made it very clear that he was not happy that he didn't get the Vesna and that the NHL yeah. overlooks him.
1: That, that some, he- guy in, some guy in Vegas got it. He uh, literally called Marc-Andre Fleury some guy in Vegas. <laughs> and I was just like, yo, that's hilarious. Either he's hammered or he just doesn't give a shit about Marc-Andre Fleury.
0: If you haven't seen his press conference, it's five minutes. It's worth a watch. It's five questions. He is so goddamn funny and people are so pissed off about him calling him classless and such a district like disrespectful the like, game um he talks about montreal fans like are you kidding me montreal fans celebrated last game like they won the stanley cup like that was their cup he was like, he's like it's like are you kidding me are you kidding me your final was last round like he yeah. just no holds going off going fucking down in a bud light and as soon as he finishes it he slides it off of the camera and cracks open another one at one point some guy comes in i think he wanted some champagne he brings a bottle and there's a bud light on there and he goes goes, no 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 that's not champagne that's bud light the guy walks away and he's like number one bullshit right there number one bullshit <laughs> that's
1: why my favorite thing is like always the the after the po- like the post game after you win the cup and then seeing the highlights of like the parade of this, wow. the guys being hammered stamp Coast tweets out a picture this
0: morning. And he goes, you don't go to sleep when you go back to back. And it's like <laughs> him with the cup, like Jesus, like, God, I would have loved, I wish I could be a fly, uh, like in the room for that. Like just to kind of just experience that hands on, like it made you, it also made me, I was talking at work about this today. Like it made me kind of miss the cup teams from the Hawks, like 2010, 2013, 2015, like, it was so much fun just watching all that happen and seeing all, like, the news and reports and, like, and people who encountered, like, at restaurants and stuff like that, like, what they were, what was going on. It's just, it's, Ovechkin, the the summer of Ovi. Yeah. Like, unreal.
1: Like Where he was just drunk for, like, three months. It was hilarious.
0: Trying to get people's attention at the Nationals game while the game was going on, like not between periods, he's like doing stuff as like the <laughs> between ball
1: periods or innings. Innings, yeah. I just, I wish that fucking LA didn't beat us in 2014, and we could have had a bunch of players be back to back to back <laughs> champions. That sucks. Yeah, could have could have been us, but you know that's all right. But congratulations
0: on getting your your full Stanley Cup finally, Tampa. Now you you got your. I'm team I'm top.
1: happy for Stankos. Yeah, because he was a much bigger part of this one. Yeah, and like that's got to feel like very good for him because like, even though he scored a goal like last last year in the Stanley Cup Finals, that was like only on the ice for it. He, six he minutes. Hit, yeah,
0: he hits a shot, gets off the ice, and then he was done. Yeah. And you got to think too. Um, this might be his last hurrah
1: with the team. You think they move them?
0: I don't know. I mean, they're going the to... Teams,
1: the team's got 17 players signed currently, and they're already three and a half million over the cap. They're going to have to move somebody. They're going to have to move a lot of people. Yeah. It's going to be like 2010 Blackhawks tear down. I hope. I hope so. Because, like, I don't want to be the only team that had to go through that shit. <laughs> that's not fair. And people bitching
0: about the, them being $18 million over the cap. Enough of that.
1: Well, I'm just upset with... Like, I understand that's how the rule works. I'm just upset with how the fact of, like, Kucherov was out the entire season and was completely fine game one of the playoffs. Like, like nothing was wrong with him. Yeah. Like, he could have come back during the season, but they held him out due to this fucking rule. Like, he should have been like screened by like an NHL doctor and like been cleared to play. And then they're fucks because they would have been over the cap. I know they played with this fucking rule where they just kept him on LTIR and then was the literal best fucking forward on their team for the entire playoff run. Like
0: it's yeah. going to have to be, that's definitely going to have to be addressed in the next CBA. I think they're yeah. going to have to do it. But at the same time, it's like, you know what? It's the rule I mean they they play the rules the yeah. way they're they're written. I mean it, it's funny
1: because it, it happened to them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he, and the, I was about to say that too. Like it's funny that in twenty fifteen after that happened with Kane
1: um going down and then yeah. the hawks Kane score. had went down during the season, Right. Though. That's the thing that I don't have a problem with is like we lost Kane and so then we days. were able we were only we were able to then bring somebody in because he was injured and they said he would be back like in for the playoffs and it's like okay well that sucks we don't have him for the rest of the season but it, this is like oh like Kucherov's just like yeah he's not going to be back until the playoffs and it's like he could have probably came back like fucking weeks before yeah
0: well it's hilarious yeah for the Hawks were five million overs that all season Tampa Bay tried to get a vote on you know changing that rule got de- denied yeah and then all of a sudden they're like all right you know what five million we'll remember that we'll remember that
1: and and hold you know, off for six hold, fucking years. And lost out 18 million. Oh my god. It's so fucking funny. Yeah. And it's really funny too, because I didn't realize this, but I saw it online. Um, if any like Toronto fans are like bitching about it too, it's like they apparently traded for Riley Nash, knowing that he was on uh, IR and that he would be back for the playoffs and they'd be over the cap. It's like they planned that one out.
0: It's how you do it. I mean, it's just the way it's done. Like <laughs> It's so funny.
1: Yeah, I just don't understand how, like, the cap is non-existent anymore in the playoffs. Like, I don't get it.
0: Yeah, see, and the same thing, too. It's like kind of how you're going back talking about, like, oh, the trade deadline. You have to make the trade, and the team needs to be on your roster. player needs to be on your roster by this point. I understand, like – yeah trust on the roster, but you think you would have to play a game by a certain
1: point. Right. Like, how does he how can you miss the entire year and then come back to the playoffs? Like, how do you like that should be one of the rules is like you have to play a minimum amount of games. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Isn't it like you play, if you play a minimum amount of games during the regular season, but aren't able to play in the playoffs and your team wins the cup, like you are still able to be put on the cup.
0: You have to play a certain amount of games. It's like a combination of every, like a certain amount of games in regular season, a certain amount of playoff games, or at least one cup final game.
1: Yeah, it's like fuck, man. Like, let's all just get like a really good player. Let's sign him for fucking ten billion, and then just have them not play the entire season, and then come and help out a team to win the cup.
0: I think what helps. Like Tam- that's the
1: that's literally like you we we pick up Jack Eichel. Was for whatever reason, we
0: has neck injury. Have not him not his neck injury that needs surgery. You
1: fucking have him sit out the entire year. You go after Seth Jones and you go after Dougie Hamilton and free agency. You get them to bolster the blue line. Jack Eichel comes back. We hopefully are in the playoffs because of that. And fucking now we're ten million plus over the goddamn cap. Boom! Hawks win the fucking Stanley Cup.
0: I think what helps with Tampa Bay was that it was a shortened season. It was only like a three-month season. Yeah. And the surgery um, Cooch needed was like three-month recovery. So it was able to justify it better. I think if this was a full season, regular season, there's no way this gets pulled off.
1: No way. The team doctors say that the recovery time is until playoffs. (laughs) That's all you got to say. Like, they, they, there's no, like, oversight, it seems like, because the fact that, like, I keep saying, he was 110% completely fine game one. It wasn't, like, lingering any pain or anything. Like, like you would assume somebody who, like, had surgery or whatever, like, needed some time to work back in. It's like, nope. Did he, didn't
0: he he leave a game, though, early in the playoffs?
1: Probably after scoring five points. Yeah. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Good for you guys. Where you go, Tampa?
0: Oh my god! I'm looking really quick just to see if there's like any like trade breaks or anything like that. Brennan Gallagher had his house robbed while he, the Canadians were in Tampa Bay for Game Five.
1: Hmm. They must be Toronto fans. Uh
0: insult to injury.
1: Yeah. And all right. Well, that sucks.
0: To think oh
1: what oh
0: Kucherov, I'm just reading really quick Kucherov's agent um, confirmed that he played with a fractured rib after getting cross checked by Mayfield
1: oh in the Islander series yeah okay
0: so think about think about that he, he played with the fractured rib you know come some slack come some slack
1: it's all right there's there's what 90 million other dollars on that team to make it work. It's fine. Um,
0: yeah. So I think the last thing I, I kind of want you, you to bring up and then we'll, we'll be done.
1: Yeah. Um, over the celebration of July 4th weekend, unfortunately the angel lost a player Columbus goaltender, Matisse Kivalenics. Um, there was reports of the, like the next day of like coming out and a lot of just wrong rumor kind of stuff. Like s- people saying that he slipped cutting out of a hot tub and hit his head and that's what killed him. But the NHL, I think it was the NHL or it might've been Columbus or just like, cause he was with his team. He was with his goalie coach actually. Yeah. And, and I think he was with. Elvis Merleekins was- put out a photo of like a couple hours prior of that they had taken, but it was during a fireworks celebration and one of the fireworks had tilted down instead of firing into the air and it fired into the crowd of people, but it, it unfortunately hit him directly in the chest when it exploded, causing a chest trauma stopping his heart, I believe- or no, it wasn't it wasn't stopping his heart because he went to the hospital and he was he was awake and he told people to knock in the ambulance with him. He just to just to stay at the party. And then he passed away at the hospital. It's crazy. That's He's only 24 years old. Yeah. And it's undrafted, sounds- signed as a free agent in 2017. He during the world cup champions or world championship world cup. I don't know what it's called anymore because I never watch it, but during like the world, it's the world cup, right? This past, like, like a couple, like a month and a half ago when Latvia beat yeah Canada two to nothing, he was the goaltender for that, yeah. that game. who got the shutout versus Canada.
0: I was kind of looking at the, the show on the hockey Podcast that were, that covers Columbus. And they're just talking about like, The potential that they saw that they this team had a lot of plans for this guy, and he was being planned for you know in the future of the club and the franchise and all that. And it's just it's sad, it's really sad, especially so young and all that, and such the way too. Like, it's yeah, it's absolutely terrible.
1: You never like to see anybody die at a young age, and especially if it's like somebody on your team that you like it's like a brotherhood every time you you enter a team and i can't imagine what the columbus and blue jacket like family as in like the players and their families and everybody tied to that organization is feeling just everybody in the hockey world knows how much that shit sucks and just in, it's insane how that can just that minor little thing can happen during a celebration yeah it's terrible
0: but, all right, on that note, I think we're going to wrap it up. Um, yeah, such a going to end it that way. Um, but, yeah, so this is episode 143. Tanner, what do you want to call it?
1: Oh, congrats, Tampa. I don't know. Tampa. Tampa. Oh, yeah, dude. Fucking two Stanley Cup championships in a, in a row and a Super Bowl and a World Series appearance.
0: American League title, Super Bowl, and two Stanley Cup championships in 10 months. That's crazy. That's 10 months apart, they won their cups.
1: That's well, insane. Was he, wasn't there the other thing, too, that I'm just remembering this now? Victor Hedman became the first player in NHL history to score a goal in all 12 months.
0: I remember. That's what I was
1: trying to figure out what I wanted to talk about. Dude, he's so good. <laughs> that's awesome.
0: And that's a stat that will probably never be broken. Like, he will be probably... hopefully.
1: Being- only yeah, he will be the unless they unless they start playing. I don't know games all year round.
0: There has been there has been talks about them changing the schedule a little bit, but I don't know how serious that was. But
1: yeah, want to try to avoid uh,
0: football season.
1: Oh, okay. So yeah, I mean it wouldn't be a bad idea to start the season later. Start later,
0: go later, because then it's like they. They they feel more confident going up against MLB than they do.
1: Like how cool would it be to start the season January first with a winter classic? That would be dope. That would be awesome. Right? Except for I don't know. I'd like December is a cool month to
0: do winter hockey. across yeah, hockey. Do winter classics across like the country. Yeah. Each division gets their own classic.
1: Sorry. Sorry. I know NFL is going on right now, but we're all going to borrow your stadiums real quick.
0: <laughs> Not baseball. You can do baseball stadiums. Yeah, that's true. But,
1: but yeah. All right. So uh, congrats to Tampa. All right. So as always,
0: this is Jeremy and Tanner, make sure to follow us on social media at WCB podcast, follow us uh, or subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple podcast, Give us that five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Give us the five stars. Then you can complain about what you don't like about in the comments. But make sure to give five stars. Help us boost up in the uh, little rankings a little bit. Um, making way in, still in, uh, what was it, Vietnam. We're making way in Finland now, too. So, so let's, let's go. Um, yeah. So uh, for the boys, we'll We'll see you on the next
1: one. All right. Love, boys. Bye. The Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast.